You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is the Unpacked Pod here on uh, Acme Packing Company. I am Alex Patakis, not Zach Rapport, who is uh, out uh, today. He hopefully is not headed to the uh, uh, COVID reserve list like uh, Justice Mosqueda spent his time on uh, uh, in the past week or so. But uh, joining me today, uh, I've got our... Uh, what what was your new name instead of the corporate overlord? Um, or did we have a second name now because you're like co-lords? <laughs> I don't know. The, the Big Cheese. You know. The Big Cheese. All right. We'll <laughs> go with the Big Cheese. Uh, Tex Western uh, joining the podcast today, helping me uh, get through this as, a, as we go uh, rudderless here through this body of wild card water. Um, <laughs> how's it going, man? It's good. I, uh, I'm fortunately so far, knock on wood, have avoided getting any sort of sickness lately so it's been it's been sweeping through the apc staff a little bit um like i said hopefully that's not what zach's got going on but um packers seemingly uh getting guys off the list which is nice and yeah looking forward to a nice stress-free wildcard weekend yeah uh stress-free football is always uh my favorite thing i'm i'm excited to to watch that um it's a super wild card weekend. I think I made the mistake of calling it the wild card weekend. It's super wild card weekend, everybody, because uh, we got bonus games for the second year in a row. So um, it's just three straight days of uh, of NFL playoff action, which is going to be great. I see uh, there on our screen here in the in the Zoom room, which by the way had made me want tacos, even though I had tacos last night. Um, that you're you got some what is that some bourbon there that you're drinking yeah yeah the uh you know me i like to have a theme so this week's uh this week's pod bourbon is from willet because who will it be right that the packers are going to play in Ooh. the divisional round so that's clever yeah i love that um well because i couldn't let uh the big cheese drink alone and because uh, wine is not as much your vibe. I actually have bourbon today too because it's rare that you and I get to do a show together. Yeah, uh, where it's it's just you and I. So, cheers to you, sir. Cheers. Um, I'm just drinking like a regular old bourbon. I don't know. It's from Van Brunt. I think I had that last time. Uh, I drank bourbon, which is uh down the road here in Brooklyn. But I try to drink local. Um, yeah. as they say now, but when I can. Anyway, um, we are gonna you know, try to try to do this show as smoothly as Zach always does it, which normally we start with note nugs. The Packers beat the Lions 37 or excuse me, the Packers lost to the Lions <laughs> 37 to 30 uh, in a game in which Aaron Rodgers did not finish. Some might have thought he might have taken a little bit too much contact. Uh, others probably were OK with uh, the level of which uh, he and Devontae and some other really meaningful starters uh, played. Now, you and Justice recapped it very well. I don't think we need to go into it 
too much, but um, anything you felt like you didn't get off your chest on the uh, the repack pod that that you've been marinating on over the past couple of days, or we pretty much turned the page on the Packers' uh, regular season for Yeah, that that game. Um, I think by starting off saying that the the Packers won, right? That that w- that underscores how memorable this game was, or or how not memorable it was. So um, yeah. No, I got a I got a note nug in a little bit, but nothing uh nothing else to recap. It was for, for and it's funny, for as exciting an ending to that game was, it still felt entirely forgettable. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and there wasn't a lot of good um, you know, one PM Eastern uh football on Sunday because obviously they wanted to stack the most meaningful games all at four twenty five and then essentially a play in game uh on Sunday night, but Somehow it still felt like the worst one. Yeah, <laughs> like I was, I was really tempted to kind of like check out what's happening in one or two other games, like the Colts falling apart, right. which was uh, incredible. I know Justice doesn't uh, ever stop shy of pointing out that the Colts uh, traded a first round pick <laughs> to get Carson Wentz and not make the playoffs. So like I was really enjoying that, um, but you know, it, it, there was intrigue because you wanted to see Adams break the record, and he did, and. Uh, you wanted to see Jordan Love, which um, I don't want to steal any thunder before we get in any note nugs or any haikus or anything like that. So um, if we need to, we can always come back to Jordan Love. But we're in playoff mode right now, and we're not going to see Jordan Love take a snap for a long time. Um, so I don't think we need to spend uh, too no, much time the, on that. The, the only thing I want to touch on was just the hilarious ending of that Raiders Chargers game um, with with yes. the entire internet praying for an unintentional tie to to knock the Steelers out of the playoffs. I mean, I was I was trying to will Daniel Carlson's field goal to go wide left or something um, in overtime just to to find a way to get both of those teams in because first of all, right, the getting the Chargers in and getting Justin Herbert into a playoff field is going to be a hell of a lot more entertaining for fans like you and me of an NFC team you know, watching with no horse yeah. in the race really on the other side, then watching the shell of Big Ben and, you know, shot putting eight yard passes on fourth down. Did you think the tie was going to happen? I did. Yeah, I, I really believed it when uh, first when, you know, when, when it went to overtime, it started to be like, OK, this could actually happen. Then when both teams kicked the field goals in, in overtime, um, I'm thinking, man, you know, what, wouldn't it be great if the Raiders just sat on this and, and went into you know, ran the clock out, um, you know, go, go into a tie, get both teams to, to overtime or, or to the end of overtime and, um, and into the playoffs. And, and even when they called that timeout, when, when Staley called it for the chargers, I'm like, man, you know, they, they, I don't know that the timeout had as much to do with the result as some of the, the narratives have been. I think fundamentally the chargers still needed to get a stop in the ground and they haven't done that really much all year. So, um, probably still a, a good move by the, the Raiders. And and if the roles reversed and this was an NFC game and the Packers had the ball, you know, with a chance to eliminate like the Vikings or bears or something, you bet your ass that I would have wanted the Packers to go out there and win that game. So um, from the Raiders side, I, I get it. I get wanting to, to get the W and, and knock your divisional rival out, but um, it would have been just so much fun for everybody to, to see that scenario coming and then for it to have actually happened would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I'm not a huge, you know, fan of just talking about what could have been, but, um, I had one of the nearest, nearest bad beats 
of my life. And I also feel like it's becoming a thing now that I always have some type of gambling reference on this show. Um, we need a sounder for that, Zach, when you're when you're back. But I, I don't really have to do so coyly anymore because this was the first weekend and Saturday was yeah. the very first day that gambling was legal in the state of New York, which was like huge. There's all these promos and everything. And on Sunday morning, a friend of mine texts me and he's just like, why not? Because there's all these like free bet. You know, they give you all this free money to get you hooked. And he took a parlay with the Jaguars money line and the Raiders and Chargers to tie. And it was plus oh, wow. 21,000. So 10 or no, it was like more than that. Um, so he placed a $10 bet on that. He would have won 21 grand on Sunday evening. Wow. Uh, if, if, if they would have just tied, which I'm like, I actually fell asleep before the end of that game. And I don't know what I would be more like. I am, if it would have hit and I didn't take it, or if I would be more mad if I did take it and the result that happened would have ended up happening. So I'm just really glad that I kind of laughed that one off and didn't end up doing that. (laughs) Um, that would That's have been incredible. Uh, tragic. So yeah, that that Sunday night was uh was interesting, and then, and then the whole game, like I mean, the whole um late afternoon into the evening was was really interesting. I mean, we'll probably hit a little bit on on the Niners later, but that that Niners Rams game was, you know, Crazy. a really good game, one of the better games that yeah. didn't involve the Packers that I've I've uh, been invested in, in a long time. But anyway, let's get to note nugs here, uh, which many of you all season have been tweeting in at the Unpack Pod on Twitter. Um, hashtag note nugs before we get to some of the ones that were uh, tweeted in to the show. Um, Tex, you want to kick us off and give us your note nug um, from the meaningless, boring uh, week 18 game? Yeah, you bet. And um, mine is that with Bakhtiari and Josh Myers back, who's the odd guy out on the offensive line? It's Royce Newman. Lucas Patrick moving over to right guard, keeping Dennis Kelly at right tackle. Um, I think we all kind of expected that Newman wouldn't be one of the the top five guys if, if they had everybody healthy. But um, then you saw when he came in in the second half, he gave up a couple of big pressures on stunts again, like he's been doing all season. So um, nice to nice to see the coaching staff, I think, uh, accurately scouting the the players that they have and putting the, the best five out there. And now, you know, we might get Billy Turner back for for this next game, too. So. You know, do you play him at Kelly's spot at, at right tackle? I think that's probably what they end up doing and, and keeping Patrick out there. But um, yeah, Myers can can play a full game. That leaves Newman off the field, and I think a lot of Packers fans, myself included, will be uh, very relieved to not have him covering one of those interior spots in the starting lineup. Yeah, um, I don't root for guys to lose their jobs often. Uh, it's not no. that I don't want him on the team, but I don't particularly want him on the field in a playoff game. <laughs> Um, I think Kyler Fackrell is the only person that I was like, I don't want on the field or on my team, which, by the way, I had no idea. Like, he showed up on the screen on Sunday night. He's playing meaningful snaps for the Chargers, right? I think so. Oh, um, man. Who knew? He's yeah. he's, he's still around. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, the it's it's such a weird position to be in, I feel like, for the team. I, I don't know how to feel about it, but like... It, all these guys coming back, some have played, some haven't. Like Bakhtiari got those reps, which I think was honestly probably the right thing to do, even though it's been really wishy-washy on like what his real situation is. I mean, Jair is going to come in cold, but you have to assume, I mean, he's like CB1 um, the second he steps on the field in, in the divisional playoff game. Um, and then you got guys coming off the COVID list. Like, I don't coming into the season. I never would have thought that this roster is as deep as it's actually proven to be. 
even though it was a roster that was thought of to be like, you know, one of the Super Bowl favorites, I would say it's, it's pretty remarkable. Well, it's that's all Goody, right? I mean, that's those midseason acquisitions that he's had picking up guys like Russell Douglas, um, the Devondre Campbell uh, signing this summer. You still, you know, we've talked about it all year long, but you still can't say enough about that move. Um, and I think our, our John Meerdink at APC said it the best. Like, I don't know why other teams don't just have a bunch of all pros come back for the playoffs every year. That seems like <laughs> a great strategy. Let's do that. Yeah, seriously. Um, which, by the way, Campbell and Aaron Jones, if that was a game of consequence, they both would have played, right? I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so nothing to uh, to worry about there. Although I will say, like, you can feel Campbell's absence. Like, uh-huh. I, I don't watch the film or anything, but just like from the naked eye of just like watching, on you know, the television broadcast, you can tell, right? They're just a little bit different um, with and obviously they're missing other guys, too, but. Um, yeah, Barnes is a, a step slower for sure at diagnosing the play than compared to Campbell, and he's a step slower at getting you know sideline to sideline as well. So I think it's both a, a processing speed and a game speed issue when you have that drop off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, I'll give you my uh, hashtag note nug, which is yeah. less serious because it was a game of not a lot of consequence. But um, how cool does the St. Brown dad seem? I mean, like, they did so many, like, little features on Amonra, who was just tearing up the Packers, uh, Equinemius. Uh, I didn't know he was a bodybuilder. They speak, like, all these, like, it, just learning more about the family and his father. Like, I really want uh, Equinemius to kind of just, like, have a breakout that Ben Foldy um, has, has been waiting for for a yeah. really long time. I had no clue he was, like, this super well-traveled uh cultured dude who um happens to be the son of a bodybuilder and the brother of you know a lions receiver who was making me so angry on sunday (laughs) afternoon yeah the that family story is uh it's it's fascinating and it was it was fun because both of them they you know both the parents were there in the stands and they clearly had jerseys that were made somebody sewed together, you know, two different sets of, you know, the the EQ and the M and Roth jerseys. Um, I bet any money that uh, Mrs. Brown is the one who did that because I think she was a fashion designer um, oh. earlier in her life before it, you know got married and had the kids. And it was so clear because they were right along, like they were sewn together right along the seams of where the the current like NFL style jerseys come together. It yeah. was it, it was. It was pinpoint. It was perfect. You know, you had the sleeve yokes and then, you know, one color and the body of the jersey of the, of the other color. Um, it was really great craftsmanship by uh, by whoever was the one who was responsible for those uh, those combined jerseys. That's about the only time when uh, when that's acceptable, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, having You're one so of those right. Like, I, I think jerseys. that was like I got multiple texts like in different group threads uh, during the game about that being like, that's the coolest combo jersey ever is a hundred percent a professional job with someone with like a fashion sense not just yep. um someone who knows how to sew or anything like that um all right did you want to go over any other uh, hashtag note nugs from the people um on twitter at the unpack pod mr tex who you can uh, find on twitter at tex western yeah there's one or two um i like this one from glenn hints whose note nug is just whatever hashtag note nugs <laughs> yeah so I that, mean, accurate that that pretty much covers it um let's see we had a uh gavin tweets in love sucks uh eh, well we can we can touch on that a little bit but uh 
Yeah. I mean, you go into this game knowing he's going to play. So the excuse that we used uh, when he was forced into action with Rodgers getting COVID is removed. But at the same time, uh, you know, like he's not it's not like he came in playing with all the starters. I, I feel like both of them kind of don't count. And maybe that's just me being hopeful. Yeah, the you know, he threw those two picks in the two minute drill. The first one I definitely don't hold against him because it got tipped at the line and Amari tipped it right into uh the Lions safety's hands. So I'm not gonna give him, you know, too much flack for that first one. Second one I think was was probably a bad throw. Um but there were there were moments there where you saw the ability, right? The the floater that he had to Tyler Davis that probably should have been a touchdown was a great play on the move, scrambling, kind of making something out of nothing and putting a ball where where only his receiver has a chance to to come down with it. Um it's just for me it's still the inconsistency that is uh, so frustrating and is what you really would like to to see improve moving forward. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, speaking of Amari, by the way, I saw there was a number of note nugs about, you know, kind of going after him, uh, after him pretty hard. Yeah. Amari had a rough day. Um, David Moore's off the COVID list now. I would not be surprised if, um, if Amari is a healthy scratch and David Moore gets the special teams reps in, in the divisional round now that he's back. He certainly looked far more natural catching punts two weeks ago. Um, and yeah, <laughs> by Amari, nature of catching them. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's about all it takes at this point. So, um, yeah, either that or, or we're going to get the phantom, you know, injured reserve injury for, for Amari sometime in this next week and, yeah. and send him down to, you know, to bring, uh, bring David Moore back or, or bring him up to the active roster or something. Yeah. With a false positive. I don't want him to have COVID, but a lot of people are testing positive. Who don't and a lot of people actually? I think I think he I think he did. Uh, I think he missed. That was why he missed the game that Moore came in for. Was was he was on the COVID list? So I think he's probably not getting oh, yeah, tested right. for for a couple months. But yeah, good call. Yeah, you got enough guys there. You can you can make him a healthy scratch and elevate Moore for for the playoff game. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, okay, well, why don't we uh, take a quick break? We'll get into some news and haikus. Always love an opportunity for you text to uh, show us your poetry skills. Um, maybe look forward in the playoffs and talk a little bit about the coaching carousel, some of which uh, could impact the Packers. Um, so we'll do that right after this. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Back on the Unpack Pod again on Twitter at the Unpack Pod. Uh, if you're listening to this and haven't left us a iTunes review, please do so. If you've stumbled upon this podcast uh, via iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, we'd love a review as well. Helps with uh, with visibility. All right, it's time for news and haikus. And Zach may not be here; he's not present physically, um, but he is still going to. Take us behind the beaded curtain into the spa where Tex is going to relax us all in the form of a haiku. I'm going to imagine that I can feel the the pleasant, dulcet tones of, of the spa music wafting over me. So, all right, here we go. Tampa still scares me. You may have the cowboy's dream, but fly, eagles, fly. Oh no! Do you got? Did you have a nightmare this weekend? <laughs> no, I I have a waking nightmare. You know, every week that I or every time that I think about last year's NFC Championship game, and I just do not want to see Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski try to carve up the middle of this Packers defense, especially with how rough they looked against the Lions and and their receivers out of the slot. So, um, talked about it a little bit on on the repack, but man, it would be just something beautiful if somehow the Eagles were able to uh, come up with an upset win down in Tampa next week and come into Lambeau for the divisional round. Yeah, uh, I think my dog uh, agrees with you as he's howling now (laughs) at the thought of Tom Brady coming to Lambeau and breaking us all once again. Um, Yeah, I mean, Eagles, Eagles are... I know they're a big underdog. I feel like everyone thinks that that's the safest like game of the of the week was the Bucks beating them. But I don't know. I'm trying to like draw up a scenario in my head where they can somehow pull off an upset. I don't know that I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I I struggle to find that pathway for them. Um, it's it's going to have to be you know a couple of big plays on defense, uh, big turnovers that, that that Eagles defense is going to force. Maybe a maybe a defensive score or a special team score or something to to get some big momentum going their way because um, they certainly, I don't think, are going to be able to, to hang with uh, Tampa in a shootout. But their running game is so good. If they can find a way to to get up, you know, seven or even ten points on Tampa with how good that Eagles running game is, I think there's at least a chance that they can kind of slow the game down or, or – Rather speed the clock up, right? Run off, run off a bunch of clock with the ground game, and um, you know, and find a way to, to get a win. Of course, Tampa's defense is great against the run, so that's the that's the big problem there. Um, but as far as the other matchups go, I mean, if it's all chalk, you're looking at one of the NFC West teams who play on Monday night, the the Cardinals or the Rams, probably coming to Lambeau on a short week uh, for a Sunday game. Um, that doesn't suck either as far as i'm concerned um give them give them six days rest and uh or give them give them one fewer days rest and make a long trip and then have to play in the cold i could be okay with that too let's assume that the bucks beat the eagles but let's say there's an upset and my nap mare can no longer be come a reality and the niners beat the cowboys right would you rather that like I, the Packers are a much better team than the Niners. I think they're better than the Rams and the Cardinals also. But there was, I mean, Garoppolo played a really good game, but there was also a period in that game that was just full Kyle Shanahan mode 
where the only pass thrown on a drive that got them back into the game was by Debo Samuel, and it was a touchdown. <laughs> and he was just like, if I don't have a quarterback, I will still beat you. Like, yeah. um, I don't know. I I'm, I I think I'm scarred by the past, maybe a little bit. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Would I rather the Rams or Cardinals or the Niners? I, the The 49ers matchups are what scare me most. Um, George Kittle, Debo. Um, you know this this team has this Packers defense has tackled well this season, but somebody like Debo is is a player that still gives me nightmares. Just maybe it's thinking of old Packers defenses that were terrible at tackling. Um, because he's so good after the catch. He's so good at making guys miss in the open field. And that's, I think, what what scares me more than anything. Um, you know, that and a tight end who can, you know, who can attack the middle of the field from on the line as well as as split out wide as a as a receiver. So um yeah, yeah of the three wildcard teams, San Francisco scares me the most for sure. Um I would, you know, Arizona coming into Green Bay. Again, on a short week, doesn't really scare me too much. Um, I just, I, I still say that I, I feel like the Packers have the Rams number, and I hope I don't regret that one. But um, yeah, just the way that that those those matchups work with with San Francisco, um, I'm I'm actually pulling for the Cowboys to take care of business this week, just because of that. Yeah, yeah, I am too. I think um, I agree with you of of the NFC West teams. Um, I. I would I would rather play the other two for mm-hmm. sure. And also you can never underestimate Stafford's ability to Stafford. Yeah. Which I was actually watching the game at my place with two uh good friends who are diehard 49er fans. Um and you know, they were obviously down 17 nothing were like crushed. They came back into the game and there was one point where I was like, guys, I've watched a lot of Matthew Stafford. There's going to be a mistake and like lo and behold, he throws a pick right away. Um and like you said, I think they have they kind of have the Rams number. I mean, Kyler at this point, because of just like how hot he starts and then kind of tails off, he doesn't necessarily scare me. But there's something about the Niners that I can see being like that team that got in late, is riding on a high, you know, it's just like yep. um, has been playing playoff football for weeks, right? Like coming into Lambeau. Um, yeah. Plus like the Rams, I mean, like Cooper Cup will probably have like 180. And they'll still lose, just kind of like how it was against the the Niners, right. because uh, we also know Odell's track record uh, when it comes to Lambeau Field uh, divisional playoff uh, games and and such. Sure so um, anyway, yeah, agree with that uh, answer. All right, I feel like the anxiety is high. We're talking about teams that can beat the Packers. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bring us back. We're gonna go back into the spa, smell the eucalyptus. <sighs> Let us be present. The future can be scary, so enjoy the ride. The most <laughs> unpacked pod IQ ever. Guys, let's enjoy this. Like, we have meaningless football that's super entertaining this weekend, as far as our emotions go. Um, and then a Packer playoff run, maybe the last with Rodgers, probably not, unless they win and maybe he retires. Um, like, there was a period of time on Sunday where I was like, man, a Jordan Love era. I was, like, going down the road of, like, you know, years from now, what we're going to feel like on a Sunday when the Packers are like 500, it's nearing the end of the season. And I was like, something I'm trying to practice in my life in general is just being a little bit more present. I feel like I'm always looking forward. And um, I don't know. I don't feel like I've like given myself enough time to properly get excited for the fact that the Packers go into this postseason as I still think the only really good team in the NFL, <laughs> like um, with proven depth if they need it. And 
healthier than they've been all season. Like I keep trying to remind myself. So I guess like as much as I, in the previous weeks of this show, I've gone through and been just an anxious wreck. I'm trying here, guys. I'm trying to be like, this is where we are in this moment. We get to enjoy this. And they're also favorites to win. And Vegas gets a lot right. So like, let's just, let's just kind of roll. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was, I was thinking about it a little bit and trying to figure out, all right, when was the last time that we really had kind of a, a Zen, like enjoy the ride playoff run. And I think it was 20, 2010 because that year they, they snuck in as the sixth seed. Um, We're still early on in Rogers career. Um, You've got a, a, obviously a great defense, really a team that outperformed its record that that was better than a, a 10 and six record indicated. And they just went out and played ball and it was a blast. And um, for me personally, that was my first year out of college. And so I was kind of on my own and, and doing my own thing and just having a, you know, having a good time, you know, being out in the world a little bit. And it was just the, that that whole playoff run was an awesome ride. And I'm, I'm trying to bring those those vibes back for myself uh, personally for this year. And and yeah, not uh, not worry too much about, you know, 2022 and beyond. So um, there's not that many things that bring us joy in these these crazy times. Right. So, let's yeah. uh, let's try to find it where we can. Yeah, yeah, Co- completely agree, um, for sure. And and also, you know, I th- I think you know last week we kind of talked about it, and we were debating whether or not the Packers are like battle tested. And I think that that's a definite yes. You know, like I mean, I think Ben said like, have they really? I, something about, and I'm paraphrasing, but maybe if they haven't really overcome any like big challenge this year, and I just think like getting through this year with COVID, with injuries, with Yash Nyman. Well, he was unbeaten, right? As a starter for a while, he still is. Yeah. Maybe am I am I uh, incorrect? Like at Chiefs left tackle, game maybe, but but still, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, that doesn't really count. Well, and to that point, um, I saw somebody talking about why Mike Vrabel should be the the coach of the year, and it, they talked about all the things that the Titans have overcome to to the injuries and and getting the one seed and beating three playoff teams. It's like the Packers have overcome all of that, plus they've gone five and one against current playoff teams this year. Um, I think that's the thing that, that surprised me when I looked it up is, is their record against teams in the postseason this, this year. Um, it's, it's great. So um, the fact that they've played six, six games against teams that are still playing um, speaks to uh, their, to, to the tests that they have had and, and the quality of opponents that they've played this year. Yeah, I, I think like everything would point to that, like that they are the most battle tested team in football right now. Um, they also have the best record against the spread. So like they're beating teams they should yep. beat by a lot, by a lot. Um, you know, they're beating teams that maybe you can consider it a toss up. So, um, yeah, I, I, feel, I feel pretty good about that. And speaking of like guys coming back and everything we can do, you know, it's news and haikus. You can do the news, um, I guess we... All right, I, like everyone who's coming back into the lineup would be Jair, yep. right? Unofficially, but like be back. he will be. Yeah, they they would have played him if he practiced more this week. Uh, so him coming back on Friday was the only thing that kept them out of the lineup. I think Aaron Jones expected to play. Devondre Campbell, uh, huge. Um, yeah, and then who's off the COVID list officially as of today? Uh, Billy Turner's the the last one. He was actually the last player that yeah. the team had on the entire roster who was on the COVID list, and he's coming back. Uh, they just reactivated him today, so 
that's certainly a, a good sign for, for this offensive line. Um, you might have the, the, your ideal starting five, whatever that looks like together for the first time this entire season. So let's F and go yeah. boys. Let's F and go. And, uh, still a suboptimal starting five is really good. So it's a great problem to have is to be yep. like, who do we, you know, how do we, <laughs> get all these yeah. guys into the, the well, lineup. And so. and Randall Cobb's gonna be back. Um yeah. you've got your third down guy. Um I think really like the MVS back injury coming out of Detroit is the only thing that really is kind of lingering out there now. Um Yeah, that would be a tough loss. I mean I, I feel like I trust LaFleur and Rogers to overcome that. Yep. But I mean the obvious thing is that he kind of just brings a one thing different to the table all your other receivers. Yep. I guess other than Devonte, who brings all of it, really. Um, yeah, but I mean, they've they've been hitting on some deep shots, even to to Lazard. the The one touchdown against Detroit was was a nice one. Um, he's been so ball. good lately. His his consistency. Um, you know, he, he there've been a couple of times earlier this season where I felt like he was fighting the football a little bit, having a couple of weird drops here and there. He hasn't had any of that lately. He's just been so solid, and you can you can play him inside, outside, just obviously everything he does for you in the running game as a blocker. Um, he's so much fun to watch and he seems like a really fun guy. And, and I'm really glad that he's on this team and that we get to watch him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like almost once a game recently, I guess the best way I can describe it is that he catches a ball that I wouldn't have been mad if he dropped. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, and yeah, he brings a lot. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about his, uh, his prospects uh, in this postseason. I-, I hope he makes a couple big plays in big spots because he's also a fun guy to watch celebrate. He seems yeah. to have a lot of joy uh, <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> when he's when he's playing the game. Um, all right. Anything else we're uh, we're forgetting here? Uh, I just want to touch on real quick the uh, the coaching carousel and uh, yes, uh, yeah, yes, right. I've got uh, I've got a little bonus haiku for you relating to that. So if we. I love it. Really I quick. love it. Extra zen. Extra zen. In, in these these like winter go home times, it's yep. it's much Let's needed. Virgie McCaskey, she's very disappointed. Bears will fail again. <laughs> I don't know if anybody watched the uh, press conference that George McCaskey, Bears president, had yesterday, but it was a train wreck. Um, and he was he 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 was asked what his mother, the owner of the Bears, thought about the season and that was his response well she was very 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 disappointed and said that in a way that only a mother could say (laughs) it's like you could just imagine your 95 year old grandmother right just saying i'm not mad i'm just disappointed yeah and so uh that was the vibe i got there but bill polian's helping with their coaching search coaching and gm search like the guy who wanted to move lamar jackson to wide receiver um yeah, this I've seen people also coming out and defending that. And uh, and okay, like I'm not gonna like go after Bill Polian, but like how how long can a track record like give you? Like at some point you're it's everyone in the room is like, All right, that's like your crazy old grandfather, you know. It's just yep. like he made a lot of good decisions at a time, but those decisions don't like apply today. Yeah. <laughs> it's like like how Ah man, you gotta you gotta adapt to to the modern game, and I don't know that that Bill necessarily. I don't think can, he wants to adapt. Do yeah, it, he so. doesn't seem like a guy who wants to adapt. I mean, is there a coach they can hire that would not worry you, let's say, but be like, okay, you know what? Like, 
that's a good organizational move. Like, who is that guy that stands out? I think there's Brian Flores yep. rumors, right? Who some believe got unjustly fired. That's the one by the Dolphins. I would tend to agree, and I yeah. I kind of think that that's the guy. Yeah, that's the one that would do it for me. That makes me think, okay, maybe this is something we got to worry about because, um, you know, he he did some crazy things with that Dolphins team this year that had some really really bad draft classes the last couple of years. So to to drag that team to a winning record this year was I thought an impressive job, and it sounds like it was all like organizational dysfunction stuff in Miami that got him let go. Um, I I don't think it has anything to do with his ability as a coach. Um, so yeah, he's the guy that would worry me. But yeah, we've got GMs and coaches out in both Chicago and Minnesota. Sounds like Minnesota's going to do their search internally. Um, yeah, I trust both of these two franchises to find a way to mess it up again, though. I just feel like, yeah, we are... As fans, like, yes, we've been spoiled. We've been spoiled with the quarterback play, etc. But we've also been spoiled by the other teams in our division ability to mess things up. And I would guess that's how Patriots fans feel. But like, I don't know if you can really say that about the Bills anymore because they've made a lot of good decisions. You could say it about the Dolphins and the Jets. But with with the NFC North, we've been doing this for over a decade. Like, who's coming yep. for the crown? It's just nobody. The answer is nobody. This is a really <laughs> long reign. Like, and it's not ending soon. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a very good chance that the Lions might be the second best team in the North next year. The way this is going. Yeah. You know, Campbell Campbell's got them... Headed, I think, in the right direction despite their record this year. Um, that everybody in Detroit feels like this is a, a totally different feel out of that organization. So um, I'm not ready to say that they're, you know, going to be a contender anytime soon. But at least the the arrow is pointing up for the first time in a long time. I think in Detroit. Yeah. Ever since they fired Caldwell, um, it's just been you know back down in the dumps again. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I feel good. You feel good? I feel great. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Let's watch, right, let's uh, watch some football this weekend. Yeah, Zach's going to give us the polka here. We can dance to the music and um, enjoy the, you know, risk-free football. It's interesting enough. Well, it's playoff football, so it's always interesting. But also Packers stakes, you know, who they play. It's interesting enough to really make you invest. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm also going on vacation on Sunday, so I'll be watching it from a warm place which i'm very excited about i will be in the same boat i'm leaving on saturday so it'll be uh it'll be nice sitting on a beach sipping on a drink watching some football where are you headed i'd love to run into you at like a resort somewhere or something um if if you're going in the middle of the pacific we're we're gonna we're gonna be in hawaii for a little while wow oh man no that's that's great um i'm going to mexico actually i've never been to mexico so i am very excited about it but it's a far closer journey than that's Hawaii. Well, enjoy that. Enjoy the football. Same to you. Um, thanks for uh, for pinch hitting here, uh, our our squad. I would say you did better than Royce Newman. <laughs> Probably better than Josh Nyman. Man, um, I'll, I'll take that praise any day. You know, maybe as as big of a splash as Russell Douglas. You, you did. It was. It was. Let's let's not oversell it here. <laughs> um all right thanks everybody we will uh talk to you next week when we well this crew will talk to you next week but obviously plenty more on the acme packing company channel um until then enjoy the football go pack go